and I also played on this thing. Um, I've got a feeling I'm falling and uh, blue turning gray over you. Some great, great Waller tunes. Willow Tree. Some of them are less known than others. But I wanted to put on as many tunes as we could get. I actually had a 20th, but we didn't have room for it on the CD. So we did 19, and it really came out very well. I'm very happy with the way it came out. And it's all me. The only musician you hear on the, on the record is myself, playing all these instruments at different times. So we're talking to Pete Sokolow here on Radio Class Camp, broadcasting from Class Camp at the Hudson Valley Resort and Spa. And we're um, talking about his new CD, One Man Fats, Pete Sokolow. So well, playing all the parts, I mean, this is something totally new. Obviously, you couldn't do this years back. No. Once they had the capacity to do what they call overdubbing, what you do is you put down a piano track, then I put down the bass and the rhythm guitar track, and then I put down um, the reed instruments, clarinet and either soprano or alto sax, and then I put on the extra stuff, the vocals and the um, vibraphone on the one honeysuckle rose. That's where the vibes are. And it came out... As like 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 a, a a little swing band. That's what it would have sounded like. But it's only one guy playing all the parts since I since I'm capable of doing it. And you you're a devotee of Fats Waller, as you were saying. Complete. How and I don't know Fats Waller's work. Only what I know from you through the years. How how faithful is this CD to what he did? Very. Very. If you listen to this, some of the original Fats Waller recordings. You're going to hear a, you know, like an almost twin quality about them. They're very, very similar. So let's listen. Well, let's listen to a track and uh, talk about it. What do you, okay. do you have? One you want to recommend here? Well, I think the one you might want to play is "Stealing Apples," which doesn't have a vocal on it, but it's a lot of good piano and and reed instruments as well. "Stealing Apples" on this is number ten. This was, there it goes.
It's easy, I would imagine it's easy to have, um, when you try to do something like this, mm. it can sound, it can sound unnatural. Contrived. That's the word I was looking for. It can sound contrived. This uh, sounds like you have a band there. It's just phenomenal. First of all, I am intimate in the extreme with this style. This is the swing, Dixieland style of music, mainly swing. What you hear is a slightly older style of piano, like Fats Waller played, and then a slightly more modern style of Benny Goodman sextet with the vibes and the clarinet. And so when you combine the two, and when you have that nice dink, 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 dink swing feel, you can't go wrong, because that is exactly the way these guys played. And I am a music historian, and I made an, a very careful study of, of what these guys did. Two of my idols were Benny Goodman and Fats Waller, and they're both there. The, um, I just want to, I know we have listeners upstairs. I know this for a fact, so I oh. just want to let people know you're listening to 102.3 Radio Kleskamp. We're here live in the lobby of the hotel with Pete Sokolow talking about his new CD, One Man Fats. We were playing it uh, yesterday. People were stopping by, and uh, it is really um, just a, a hot, hot CD. Let's let's listen to another track. Uh, okay, let's listen to something a little bit slower. Here is one of Waller's nicest tunes. It's the one right after it. It's number eleven. One of his best songs, probably my favorite of the lot. It's called "Blue Turning Gray Over You." Thank you. 
That's one of Fats's nicest compositions. It was written in 1932. Fats lived from 1904 
until 1943. He died just before his 40th birthday. He had a big appetite in food, big appetite in drink. He was one of the greatest drinkers of all time, unfortunately. And he liked ladies. I didn't realize he died so young. Yes, he was only 39. Great loss, because he was a brilliant composer and a fantastic musician. And a great entertainer. Pete, I, I see you here, and obviously you're, you're a great band leader, and you could pull a band together in literally a day here at Klez Camp. I've done it, and I did it again this year. So my question is, here you're, you're, you're a people person, you can pull a band together, and on the CD it's all you. What, what's easier? What, what do you like better, pulling a band together or doing it yourself? Frankly, doing it myself was a snap. There was nothing to it. I was able to do it in two days of recording, which is almost nothing. Because I knew exactly what I wanted, and I just did it. Well, this is much easier than putting a band together, especially of students. You never know what you're going to get when you get a student band like this. And I have to lay into them to make sure that I get what I, what I wish out of them. But the other thing over there, I only have to worry about myself. is really <laughs> much less trouble. Uh, it is just amazing to think that one person can put this together and, and play all the instruments. You... Well, I'll tell you something. It's the sound of the music is so ingrained in me that I know exactly what I want to hear and what, um, what makes it work. So I make sure that I put the right feeling into each thing and I make sure to keep the improvising simple enough so that I don't have to worry about making a lot of mistakes, which I didn't. And I know you do this with Ken. Uh, I want to mention Ken Moulton. I've been to the studio, which uh, is, is quite something. And, and, the, and I know Ken mastered and mixed. And uh, well, did Ken it. goes out of his way to make sure the product is perfect. He really does. He does so much outside work on his own. He gives a listen. He balances this. He does this. He does that. And even though he doesn't own what would be called a so-called professional recording studio, this thing was done with a laptop computer with a certain program, a recording program, and um, extra hard drives and things like that. And he was able to get <clears throat> any kind of a sound that I wanted. He wanted a little bit more, a little bit less, or whatever it was. It, it sounds like it was recorded on location. It's perfect. The vibes sound uh, so real. Well, this is the synthesizer that I use. It's a 30-year-old synthesizer. It's... Um, a Yamaha manufacturer called a DX7 II, the second series of Yamahas. And it has great bass, wonderful rhythm guitar, and that vibes can't be beat. So I, I just, I knew that I had them and I used them for that purpose. When I did the Klezmer recording, I put accordion from that, and the accordion sounds perfect. So, yeah, and we had, we had highlighted that last year, yeah. and, we, and that, that was your first, your first foray into one-man CD, and this is... Uh, very, very successful. You have plans for future? Well, I'll tell you. You know something? It's very costly. I'm retired at this point. I'm not making a big buck anymore. And the problem is to have the, have the work done, it costs upwards of $2,000 to put out even the simplest CD. And um, I don't know. I have to, have to wait. I just, I just I am helping my older son put my 18-year-old grandson through yeshiva. And so that actually takes precedence. If I have any money left over on the side, I may want to do another album of Waller hits like Your Feet's Too Big and uh, Somebody Stole My Gal and I Want Some Seafood Mama and those things that he did that he didn't write. 
But um, for the time being, I think we're going to let it slide until the, uh, the situation with the Nereus rule yeshiva is taken care of. So the, uh, the other question I've wanted to ask you is, you know, I see you here and you're constantly playing, playing in the lobby, working with students, the dance bands at night. Last night, I think your band was on last, or it seemed like yep, it was. it was. It was on last. So how do you stay up so late? I'm practically falling over in my chair right it now. It isn't easy, pal. I'm no, no better off. Also, I have a little touch of sciatica, and these beds aren't the most comfortable. And so it, 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 it becomes a bit of a problem. And somehow or other, I managed. Today, I took a nap in the, in the, in the second hour in the afternoon. I just took a nap. Well, I think you were entitled to that. Epis. We have uh, Pete Sokolow here at Radio Class Camp. Let's play. Let's. We're gonna as we're wrapping up the interview, and and I just appreciate your time. You've always been such a great friend of our radio station. Uh, what uh, what track should we go out with? And and please, you're invited to come in any time. I hope you'll stop by again sure. before the end of uh, camp. For Vuznet, certainly. All right, let's take the last track on the record. It's a Fats Waller piano solo called Handful of Keys. What's the last track? 19. Thank you. 
Pete Succolo, One Man Fats. Pete, uh, thanks so much uh, for coming down. Well, it's a pleasure to do it, man. You know, I just want to tell you a little about what we did over here. And it's, you know, I'm proud of all my products. I, I think that they're quality stuff. And uh, like people to hear it, that's all, you know. And then get into the music. And uh, the only other thing I'll say is you mentioned you're retired. Yeah. And I don't know, I see you working here morning to the wee hours of the night. I saw you up at a great concert at Camp Ramah this summer. I know you're going around doing gigs with Ken and others. So I wonder what the word retired means, but that's for... Well, uh, I'm not doing what I used to do. In other words, I was involved in playing parties from 1956 till the present. But now I do so few of the parties. I used to do parties morning, noon, and night. I was out running when I originally, when I played the sax and the clarinet and the flute, I used to take the instruments. I don't remember. And then when I, I became a keyboard player, I was pushing it through kitchens of the greatest catering halls, like the Huntington Townhouse and Leonard's and all those places. And I ran from temple to temple and from place to place, Goyesha jobs and Hasidic jobs and everything else under the sun. They used to say, Sokolo, don't even bother calling them. You'll never get them. I was doing between 350 and 430 jobs a year. I was busy with... Senior citizens, sometimes nursing homes. Now I'm doing a lot of retirement places, like Atria-type places. And um, then I used to do Hadassah luncheons and things. But those things are, are few and far between today because there's not much work out there and the competition to get these silly nursing home and, and, and assisted living jobs is, is fierce. Even though I know more tunes than almost anybody. If I were to try to play my repertoire from, from start to finish, I must know upwards of 10,000 songs in the different repertoires, in Hasidic, in Klezmer, in Dixieland, Swing, Golden American Songbook, even early rock and roll. What I know in these things, Italian, Irish. I used to play with an Irish band called Patty Noonan, so I know lots and lots of Irish stuff. And um, Latin. These things kept me... I, I was a, a first call because I played well and I, and, I, and I was a singer. I entertained. And, you know, I could be counted on to do a first-rate job all the time. I got there early and, I, and, I, and I, I just did the right job. I always put myself totally into that thing. But today, most people don't want a 71-year-old guy on their bandstands. And the kind of stuff that I specialize in, uh, most people don't want to hear. But I can still, oh, you know, I have... Twice a week I play, like, volunteer stuff. I do at the Lincoln Center Library, the Performing Arts Library in the Bruno Walter Auditorium every Tuesday from 12 to 1.30. I play with a top-quality Dixieland band called the Gotham Jazzmen. And a lot of the Fats Waller material I do here, I do there with the band. And then I play at a place called the Greenwich Village Bistro on Wednesdays with a smaller edition of the same group. And then I do... As a matter of fact, I did in, in, in uh, a Glot Kosher Tex-Mex in Teaneck called Smokey Joe's. I've done a couple of Saturday I, I think I'm going to be there New Year's Eve. Uh, uh, you know, the shop ends early, so uh, I can make it out there with Jordan Hirsch's Creole curmudgeons, as he calls them. And I do a lot of my Waller material out over there. And um, these are cheapos. These are not the quality of, of jobs or the kind of money that I used to make on the big parties. And once in a while I get like a concert or a, uh, I had a retirement party recently, I made $500. So those, the, the, those are my big ones, but those come few and far between. So a lot of the things, I'm still working. 
I'm not, you know, e- even a retired guy, I'm, I'm all right semi-retired because I'm doing these small things, and the small things carry me through. I get out of the house, it's only an hour a shot, and, and home I go. And I... Let me let me just uh, tell our listeners, uh, and this is Radio Kleskamp broadcasting from Kleskamp, tell our listeners... Uh, that was a great concert you gave up at Camp Ramah for the kids, and and the fact that you worked with the kids and exposed them to music that they otherwise might not have been exposed to. You know, they get to hear all the Israeli popular music in camp, but they don't necessarily hear the tunes you played, and they were dancing uh, at night there. It was great. Well, I'll tell you something. Most pop musics around the country today, what they call world music, are essentially rock pop based be it Israeli, be it European, be it African, there's lots of these things, and it's all based on a backbeat, the rock and roll, and they all these have these things. That they can hear anywhere. We were called upon specially to introduce old European klezma music to the kids, so I had to explain it step by step by step, demonstrating how the clarinet works and how the keyboard and the drums get together and how they work and things like that. We had to bring it to them as almost a just a different thing that they'd never experienced before. And you happen to have three fine players. You get Ken and myself and Dave Lichty. You had a nice little band there. So, you know, that's a smaller band as you can get, just three pieces. But um, the kids got a nice taste of a decent quality sound. And, you know, we try to be approachable to them. We try to bring the music to them as, as a new experience. So you got to educate them. Pete, thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming down. Thanks so much for bringing your CD, um, One Man Fats. We're going to be playing it now for a while, so keep listening. Well, I hope your listeners enjoy this uh, One Man Fats situation because it was really a kick for me to do. It's the kind of music that I really like the best. If I were asked what kind of music I was able to, if I was only offered one kind to play for the rest of my uh, professional life, I would say the Waller stuff is really the first love and the Klezma comes second. Well, you sure you want to say that on radio? Yes, I do. I mean, you can't yes, take I it do. back. It's out there now. It's out there now. I do that. I say the Fats Waller swing music is my favorite kind of stuff. And the Klezmer music, I love playing. and I like it very much. But the music of my stomach, which is the music that fed my family, was the Jewish. And the music that of the music of my heart is the, the, the Waller and the swing. Well, you've heard it here first on Radio Class Camp, and I know there are some CDs at the epicenter. Yes. And uh, might as well pick it up here. It's great. And I, I think I could say uh, comfortably that Pete will sign it for you. Can yes, I they, uh, absolutely For an extra dollar. No, no, I'm just nah, kidding about yeah. the extra dollar. Take it and put it in the pushka. <laughs> All right, thank you. We're going to keep playing okay. the CD. Lama Zayn Gesund,